0: Hey, it's Taylor Harrington here. I'm the host of On Your Team, a podcast by Groove. Groove is the co-working app for creative entrepreneurs. So it feels right to have a whole bunch of conversations with creative entrepreneurs like you. We're here to talk about the amazing humans who've supported us along our journeys and the lessons we've learned so that you can learn from them too. Together, we're redefining what it means to have people on your team when you're a team of one let's go ahead and get to it. Kate, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Taylor. What
0: a joy to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited. I feel like your energy is something I have felt through my phone on Groove many times, (laughs) but also through our Zoom calls. So To have it now as a podcast where we've got this audio only, I know listeners are going to feel the good vibes listening to this.
1: Oh, my gosh. The feeling couldn't be more mutual. And I am so thrilled that you're doing this. I know that it is going to be full of so many rich conversations with you and everyone who is lucky enough to be in your orbit. So this is the best. Well, thank you.
0: (laughs) And for anyone listening who does not know Kate, One, I just want to say she has one of the coolest websites for her company that I have ever seen. It's just like Kate in a website. You know, when you see when you see someone's website and you're like, this makes so much sense. That's the feeling I get when I land on Ecstatic Voice. I'm like, oh, this has Kate written all over it. And for anyone who's like, what does Kate actually do? What is this website all about? She helps people share their voices and share what they do best and has created workshops around that, has an incredible newsletter. Kate, can you tell us a little bit more about this business that you've built and why you're passionate about it?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that, Taylor. You know, One of the things that I say most often to everyone I work with is, you make sense or that totally makes sense. And so it's so cool to hear you say that back. Yeah. Ecstatic Voice is a communication studio. It is a voice lab. It is all about expressing all that you are, which when you are someone who is naturally multifaceted or you are moving dynamically through your work or you are creating a first of its kind something, a product or a process, talking about yourself in a way that not only makes sense to you, where you're like, okay, yeah, I know I have this like, big idea in my, in my mind, but how do I literally articulate that and the value of that, but then also translates to other people? That is the precise art and inspired science that is my work. That is what we do at Ecstatic Voice. That is so
0: cool. And I heard that you've been cooking up something with your newsletter.
1: I have. Yes. And some
0: Yeah. Tell me more. What's going on? And is it <laughs> yeah, what's going on? What are you excited about launching these days?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about all of it, which is both a blessing and a challenge, right? Because I am someone who my whole life has wanted to do all of the things all at once. Um but the ecstatic review is. Uh, a recent addition to the Ecstatic Voice conversation. And that is our Substack newsletter. And I'm so excited about it because really, I call it a newsletter that is also a show. It is a multimedia show that is all about how you show up fully as who you are. And without bearing the lead, I will say that the Ecstatic Review, it's weekly. Uh, Your inbox is a front row seat it pulls influences from actual shows for example each issue is called an act at the same time in act 1 i talk about how the word show actually is one of those words that has a million different meanings and the first meaning of that word is to make visible and so really i call it a show because it is all about showing up as you and the visibility that comes with sharing your voice and And how do you do that? So I'm so excited to be having that conversation. It's been such a wonderful way to go deep and to, you know, really talk about this endless topic that, you know, I've devoted my work to and that I was called in to do by literal phone calls. So it's been really fun to 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 bring it to that space, to a very multimedia space.
0: I can't stop thinking about that one line you said of your inbox being a front row seat. That is like such a solid line. I love that. (laughs) Um, You know, I think, I think so many people listening send out emails and showing up in that inbox in a unique way with a perspective is so important because people have so many filters on their inbox If this newsletter goes here and you know, These things I'm never going to end up reading, even though I said yes to. So being able to stand out in that is really important. And it sounds like you have quite a perspective on what that is. I'm curious, you know, I'm sure you've written many newsletters or many emails over the years. Is there one tip that you have that has come out of doing that, that you're like, you know, if I could boil it down to one thing, this is what I would say to someone who writes a bunch of emails.
1: That's such a good question, Taylor. I think there's two things that come to mind. The first one is a tip that actually a director gave to me years ago that has stuck with me ever since. Uh, Matt Cook, when I was in the Sunday company at The Groundlings, which is a sketch comedy uh, theater here in L.A., he said, your audience is as smart as you. And I think that is so true that anytime you're working on something, you're like, do I this? Like, does this make sense to me? Would I want this? Would this make my inbox feel fuller in the best way? Whatever your intuitive intelligence is telling you is probably what's going to resonate with your people, with who you're sending that to. So I'm someone who, in order for me to be on Instagram, to have a newsletter, especially in, as you so beautifully articulated, a very noisy world, right? I always ask myself, well, what would I enjoy? What would make it not only fun for me, but also tied to something where it feels really substantive as well, where it feels fulfilling? And what I just said, I always say that I I hope that something like the Ecstatic Review, anything that I send, is going to make your inbox feel full in the good sense.
0: Wow, that's that's golden. And I think the, the concept of hate pick something that you want to write, pick something that you get excited about that you would want to receive in your inbox is such a great lesson. I wrote a Substack for a little while. It was like two or three issues. Oh, and nice. then I started to have this like little thought in my head where I was like, you know what, I'm not having as much fun writing this as I want to be. And it's mm-hmm. not serving me in the ways that I was hoping to. And so I hit pause. And I think there's something to be said of like, if you start to notice that, Figure out, what is it? Is it the medium that's bothering you? Is it you not having a clear enough audience? And, but yeah, th- those are things that I think about a lot is if you get started doing something, there's still room to pivot. There's still room to pause. And writing and emails are one of those things that really are essential for so many business owners yes. that it's a skill to keep finding, okay, where is my voice in this? And what is it that lights me up uh, to receive yeah. in my own inbox and to, to put my... <laughs> Put my fingers on the keyboard and get out there.
1: Yeah, that's it, Taylor. I think, you know, I led my response by saying there's a couple of things because it's really a two-in-one, right? Trusting that your audience is as smart as you and trusting your intelligence, trusting what is feeling right to you or what's feeling slightly off or what's feeling like, yeah, I do need to press pause for a moment and kind of recalibrate here, right? One of the reasons I describe Ecstatic Voice as both a studio and a lab That lab part is really all about, you know, we are experimenting all the time, aren't we, and sharing our work, right? And we have hypotheses, but I never want my hypothesis to be stronger than my lived experience once I try something out, right? I can always say, okay, yeah, try that out. Got this info from within or from other people or both. Where do I want to go from here? Yeah,
0: 100%. And I know that you're outside of L.A. and in what is typically a very art focused area, very creative area. I'm curious how you've met other people like you in the area or even online that you've connected with. And you said, wow, these are people like me who are doing things differently and are experimenting in the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, Groove has been such an incredible resource for meeting so many cool people. And I'll, I'll talk more about that maybe in a little bit. But my number one thing is, you know, I live in L.A. I'm currently in what I describe as a very friendly pocket of L.A. called South Pasadena. It is a billboard free tree filled part of the, the sprawl. And I happen to love Los Angeles. You know, it, it, Los Angeles is one of those places that can get a bad rap for being difficult to connect. And, you know, yeah, how, how do we're all in our cars and how do I meet people? But I have found that truly, I believe that when you make great work, it connects you with great people. And to add to that, when you make great work that is yours, and I don't care if it is a full on film or if it is an email or if it is like, hey, I just want to read some stuff out loud. Hey, friend, will you read this out loud with me? it will, there's this magnetizing effect. I'm someone who's created a lot of work and a lot of different kinds of work. And every time I have done the scary thing and gone wholeheartedly in, which is quite frankly, the only way I know how to do anything, it has always connected me with new people, people from you know what, what feels like a past alive, that, oh my gosh, yes, let's connect in this new way. I, I truly, that, that has been probably my number one way of just very naturally growing a community of people who inspire me so much.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I love what you said about the wholeheartedness. I think that's something I connect with a lot. And I think a lot of listeners will too. If you're someone that's doing work you really care about and you feel called to do, it's it's something that you're doing with all your might. You're putting in so much love and you really want it to work and you really want to see it help other people I've found that it's also really difficult when you're doing work like that to then sometimes take the breaks that you need to or to not think about it outside of hours where you're in front of your computer or uh, you know to to feel like it is such a big part of you I know some people will say oh like I went to an event recently where they were like, we're not going to talk about work tonight. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay, I get that. And I think it's I think it is healthy to have those spaces. And also when you're doing work that you really care about, it is a big part of your story of who you are, especially if you're building it as a person of one. I'm curious Mm -hmm. how that's showed up for you. If there are any moments where you've said, wow, this is a moment of learning where I need to figure out I'm giving this my all. And I also need to find moments of rest.
1: Oh, my gosh, Taylor, so much. I'm so happy that you brought that up because, you know, my entire career has been about how much I can really produce creatively and my creative lens. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear people say creativity begets creativity. And it's like this refilling well. And I'm like, no, the well runs dry. (laughs) Like. The well totally needs to be filled. And there is a direct relationship with my ability to fill my well, to take the right kind of rest that's right for me. And I'm continually figuring out what that is and what it looks like. Because the truth is, I'm totally obsessed with the work that I do. I think about it all the time. You know, I am thinking about client projects when I am walking my dog, when I am waking up in the morning. And so while I know that is, you know, I always say when people say to me like, well, the work I would I am doing or that I want to do is work I would do for free. I always say that is why it is so valuable, (laughs) because you are so passionate about it. Right. And so, yeah, I am continually finding those points of healthy distance between myself and my work. You know, it's called Ecstatic Voice. It's not called my name. And we could have a whole conversation about that because certainly your work can be called your name and you can also have a healthy distance with it. Um, But it is something I continue to play with. And uh, for me, just gathering inspiration can be very valuable. Taking actual field trips places. I'm going to the Eames house. Charles and Ray Eames are huge inspirations for me. They were very prolific multifaceted creators it's here in LA and also just having time where all of the phones are off, all of the everything is off, and I am just doing nothing. <laughs> it's really important.
0: Yeah. And I really appreciate what you said there around finding rest that works for you. I feel like it's 2023. The world has so many ways of trying to target us with, this is the way we're supposed to be resting. And oh have you tried this yet? oh, why don't you have a self-care night and you do X, Y, and Z? And oh, if you only spend 10 minutes every day doing this, it'll change your life. And I think it can get really overwhelming saying, well, what is the kind of rest that refills my cup or refills my well?" And it's not going to look the same for every single person. And finding that is its own journey. (laughs) And I also really appreciate what you said around listening to that in you that's like, hey, I really do care about the work and I don't want to quiet that voice. I want to let her rest mm-hmm. in different pockets of time when she needs it, but I don't want to quiet that voice because that right. voice is what helps me do my best work. Right. And that's something that I I have found in my work. There are people who are cheerleaders of that and other people who are like, yeah, but you really should make sure that at five o'clock you're clocking out and you're not thinking about work anymore. So right. I think it, being around those types of people who get that is such an energy gain for me because they see uh, that side of me that's like, okay, there's fuel that I am replenishing and it's helping me do my best work. So I really appreciate your answer to that because I just connected with it so
1: well. Oh, Taylor, I love what you just said. You know, something that I say a lot in the work of Ecstatic Voice is what is right is true for you. There's no right or wrong. It's just what is right is what Mm -hmm. is true for you. And what you just pointed out, it's so true. It's so incredible how something like rest can also be full of so much advice and should do's, right? And like, no, it's got to look like this when those are all, you know, maybe great hypotheses from other people, right? Mm -hmm. But what works for you? And as you just said so beautifully, that is a process to really, you know, be in that conversation with yourself and try things out and, and, you know, figure it out as you go. Well, it's funny because I feel like it's trendy
0: to talk about rest now. And I don't think it was trendy earlier on. Like, I don't think I don't think when my parents were young, they were like, so what are you doing from 6 to 9 p.m.? But, but these days people are like, oh, well, I meal prep from this time and then I do my yoga class and then I do my meditation on Headspace and then I read my book. Like, it's such a a cultural moment, I think, for rest. And so I think that there's something in that that in itself is a bit exhausting to keep hearing about and also worth weeding through to figure out what is that rest that works for you. Um, Well, I could talk about rest all day, but I'm curious (laughs) to shift more into talking about some of the people that have inspired you on your journey of creating your business. Who is a creative entrepreneur that you know well, who has been a source of inspiration and has made a big difference in your life? I'm curious, A, who are they? How do you know them? and what you've learned from them?
1: Yeah. Gosh, this is such a gorgeous question. And I I am so continually inspired and lit up by so many fellow creative entrepreneurs. Who I would love to shout out is Ali LaBelle, who, for a, a couple of reasons, reason number one is Allie is arguably the reason why I met you <laughs> and Groove, because I was in Ali's newsletter about a year ago And Brandy Cern, fellow groover and fellow creative entrepreneur, and invited me uh, over to group, said, Kate, I think you would like it here. Uh, And then, of course, that's how I got to meet you in my very first Groove. Allie is someone whose lens, creativity, and friendship I value so much. And uh, I think she's a great person to talk about because, uh, and for so many reasons, but Allie and I have known each other at this point uh, for, gosh, probably almost a decade. Uh, We've worked on so many projects together, and I met Allie through my work. Uh, There are a lot of projects that we worked on where Allie was uh, doing the creative direction. She's a brilliant creative director and consultant, and I was doing the editorial direction. And then when Allie shifted her work and began to move into her own studio, she became my client. And then, another reason I want to shout out Allie, when I was putting the Ecstatic Voice website together, I became Allie's client. And... It's just been so wonderful to really evolve with somebody. And Allie is one of those people who I always know that if I'm feeling like the noise is becoming too much, I'm losing my perspective, I can always check in with her. In fact, we had lunch last week, which I lovingly called sanity lunch. <laughs> I can always check in with her and I know because of her point of view, who she is, her smarts, her creativity, her clarity, it it will always kind of bring me back to center. So those are the kinds of relationships that I I value so much in this work.
0: Allie sounds like a gem, a gem of a (laughs) human. I mean, I've gotten to see some of her power work through your website, as I shouted out before. And I think that just hearing about these types of relationships and how they develop over time is so special. And that's why I love this podcast is giving a chance to shout out some of, those, some of those folks that we've known for a long time. And some of the people that we've just met, but have made a profound impact in our lives. And, yeah. you know, I think it's interesting. I was talking to Josh, who's the CEO and co-founder of Groove, as you know. Yeah. And we were talking today and as I was listening to him, he was he's in Israel right now. So he was logging off for my morning and, okay. uh, you know, was, was saying, you know, hey, I hope you have a nice trip. I'm Heading away on a for a week-long trip. And so you're we having this conversation. He was sharing some different things. And I was just thinking as he was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much I'm learning from Josh every day. And mm-hmm. watching him host the Groove Town Hall yesterday and prepare for it. And then the conversation today, like it's interesting when you're so in the weeds of working with someone, you don't always recognize the lessons in the day-to-day. And I don't know if that's something that you shared with your relationship with Ali when you were working more closely together. But I do think that sometimes having that breathing room to step away and say, gosh, I've learned so much from this person. And I remember something they told me on one day that made such a difference. And they probably don't remember that comment at all. And that's that's such a, a beautiful thing that we can give to each other uh, without there being a high expectation that someone's going to latch onto that or going to run with it. But we do it all the time, hoping that maybe something hits.
1: Yeah. 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 I love that so much. You know, I I, for a long time in my career, I was kind of mourning the fact that I I didn't know who my mentors were. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I was doing work that no one had done the recipe of work that I was doing before. And so I you know, I've had some wonderful mentorships from getting an insight here, getting an insight there. But I think mentorship of your peers and colleagues and learning from those who are, you know, in the trenches with you is so powerful. It it, it really is.
0: Gosh, I love the use of the word morning there. I think that (laughs) morning is so interesting because it comes up again and again when you Mm. are someone who experiments Mm. that you see the possibility of, well, I, I could try this or I could go for this project or maybe I'll start this podcast or begin this workshop. And so in the day to day, I think about mourning a lot because Mm. when you say hell yes to some things, you have to mourn the things that you're saying no to because you can't say yes to everything. I'm curious, maybe a little step further away from Allie, who's someone that you are inspired by or admiring from afar? Uh, Someone who might be an author or someone's newsletter that you read. And that's made a big difference in your life. And and who are they?
1: I have to say Shonda Rhimes, the prolific television writer, and who's also written a wonderful book called The Year of Yes, about saying yes to everything. And there's a brilliant TED Talk that she gave about a particular chapter in the book on play that really resonated with me. The reason why I have to say Shonda is back to what we were talking about earlier about Making work that is yours connects you with great people and people who are yours. The first video that I ever directed and and came up with the concept of and produced was called How I Do Math. And this was a point in my career when I was working at the intersection of creativity and STEM. And I believed in it so much, I felt called to do it. And I published it, emailed it to a few friends. And another wonderful creative colleague of mine, Rachel Axler, shared it to an email list that she was a part of. And I woke up the next morning and Shonda had tweeted it and wrote this beautiful, this is just everything the ladies of Grey Sloan Memorial would approve. And it was such a gorgeous example of someone sharing the mic because, you know, I I was so it, it meant so much to me at the time. And Shonda, you know, took it upon herself to say, hey, this is something cool that, that I really enjoyed. And it was incredibly encouraging to me because I was, again, experimenting in a new format, doing something for myself, doing something simply because I felt I must. And so I will always feel so much uh, immense gratitude to Shonda, but also so inspired by everything that she talks about in terms of her own relationship to work and rest and play and everything that we've been talking about wow what a perfect
0: person to mention here given our conversation we've had for the last few minutes i think you and maybe two or three other groovers who had developed relationships with relationships with had said you have to read shonda's book and i I think you were one of the I think you were one of the people that had mentioned it to me at one point yeah makes sense and so i listened to it which is a Fabulous audiobook to yes. hear in her voice. Yes. I mean, so did I. Like a movie, yeah. a movie in your ears. Yeah. I, her and Matthew McConaughey really nailed the audiobook experience because oh. it really did feel like you were on the journey with them. And I'll shout out something from that audiobook that I really took away, which you can also find in her uh, Dark Myth speech um, that she gave. It this commencement speech on yeah. YouTube. But she's she answered the question, and what I loved. Well, here's here's the setup for the answer is she went to the commencement speech and and when she got up on the podium, she said, I'm going to act like it's just us in this container here that it's it's only the people in this room. And she's like, the world has gotten so big that she knows this is going to be posted on YouTube and it's going to be all over the world. But she's like, I'm going to tell you a secret here for everyone that's in this space with me. And. She said, I get the question all the time. How do you do it all? And she said, for once, I'm going to give you the honest answer. I don't. And (laughs) she then went on to say, every time that people ask me this, I think to myself, if I'm giving it 100 percent and, you know, if I'm giving my work 100 percent right now, that means that behind the scenes, I've missed my daughter's recital or If I'm working on my book, that means that I have literally neglected my friends for two months at that point. You know, like there are these seasons where things shift and no one's really doing them all. And so to hear her, who has this crazy career, is a mom and very uh, tapped into all of these different circles, say, I don't do it all, was like a huge sigh of relief for me. And I just, yeah, I really appreciate that. So she's such a great person to shout out. And I feel like, yeah, she's someone who is so, has created a life that is so woven with her work and watching her navigate that in an identity-based way is so fascinating to me. So
1: yeah, great, great yeah. shout out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Taylor, I, I, I love that so much. And yes, she is someone who doesn't apologize for her love of her work and- has been so brilliant in articulating how she has navigated what we've been talking about. The, the takeaway from that book, and this is also the subject of her great TED Talk that I practice literally every day, is when she talks about she was in this point of her career where she had lost what she calls her hum, right? The hum that work was bringing to her. And she was on her way out the door and her little baby daughter said, hey, mama, want to play? And she said yes. And she talked about how that decision, how she does everything that she can do to always say yes to any time her daughter asks her to play and all the other versions of that in her life, that that opened up so much from her that that really was the door to find this, what she describes as the hum in her life, and not just in her work. And literally, I have a small dog, Rosie, who you have seen before, I think, in a groove. Yes. Rosie's (laughs) adorable. And I think about Shonda every single time when I'm deep in work and I can get really hyper-focused, and Rosie will trot over to her toy basket and start barking at it because she wants to play. And I have made it a point to stop whatever I'm doing and play with her for 5, 10, 15 minutes. And even when it's really hard, even when I'm like, you know, I'm in the flow, I... I always do it, and it always loosens, opens things up. You know, play is such a core value of my work, always has been, but to practice that in our lives is a, is a totally different challenge.
0: Great example, and it's funny because uh, when I picked up the book, I thought, God, I really don't need a year of yes. I need a year of no. <laughs> and, <laughs> totally. and, then, and then when I started reading it, I understood those little moments that she was saying yes to, that she was saying yes. yes to the things that were really important to her and to moments of growth. And I think she really shifts my mindset of of what is yes and what is no and how am I making space for the things that I want to be saying yes to in this season. So, yeah, it's such a great example. And I'm glad that Rosie gets playtime. <laughs> well, she does. I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm curious, what's the best way for listeners to connect with you afterwards?
1: Oh, my gosh. Such a great question. Well, the Ecstatic Review is a great place. Uh, That is on Substack, .substack ecstaticvoice.substack.com, and also on Instagram at Ecstatic Voice. Those are really the two places where I'm having the most conversations right now and excited to see where they go. So, yes, literally having good conversation is my favorite thing. (laughs) On that note, Taylor, I could literally talk with you all day. This has been such a joy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks, Taylor. You too.
0: Hey, it's me again. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day for this conversation. If you're feeling inspired after today's episode, I invite you to thank someone who's made a big difference for you. Send them a note or give them a shout out on social media. It would make my day and probably theirs too. If you wanna start grooving, visit Groove.ooo like out of office to co-work with some of the cool guests on the show and other creative entrepreneurs like them. If you liked this episode, spread the word and be sure to tag at groove co-working so we can give you some love back. As always, I'm sending you good vibes and high fives.